Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Oh yeah, guys. It's shared. After all the stops and starts, we keep coming back to these two hearts. Two angels who've been rescued from the fall. And after all that we've been through, it all comes down to me and you. I guess it's meant to be forever, you and me. After all, After yes, all. it is on my yacht rock. Oh, look at you! It is on my <laughs> yacht rock playlist. I am, I am disgustingly obsessed with this song by Cher and Peter Cetera. Which, if you listen to this song, you know Peter Cetera. Peter Cetera sang way too many songs from the late '80s into the early '90s that he would. He has such a distinct voice, but never in my life. You pay me $10 million, I couldn't pick Peter Cetera out of a lineup. He is a he is a true dentist's office waiting room. <laughs> he is exactly who you hear How when you're about to go. How dare you? I am get your Get your braces tightened. <laughs> oh, my God. It's totally orthodontist music. D- orthodontist uh, music is definitely, <laughs> it's a different level of Starbucks. Do we all have braces? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't have braces. No braces. Wow, well, you have great Jackie? teeth, too. Jesus. You have great teeth, yeah. No, no, I've got a space in between my first front teeth because I sucked my thumb until I was nine years old. I sucked my thumb way too late, too, which is probably why we love smoking oh so much. Oh, my God. God, did I love smoking. But that is, <laughs> we're not talking about my used-to-be-debilitating addiction to nicotine. This is page seven. Welcome. Uh, it, it. I didn't have braces, surprisingly, but I really wanted braces. I was one of those little fucks. And my name is Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> my name is Tom McNeely, and that was my covert way of changing the subject away from this movie no one's ever I seen. I want to talk about Chances <laughs> Are. I want to talk plot? about... All right, what's Molly's Wait, here, too? my what's name is plot? Molly Neffel, and I also <laughs> was the kid who wanted braces. I was the kid who wanted everything I wanted to cast. I oh, wanted yeah. like I wanted like a like a wheelchair. I was I had I was I, you know I had no idea. I was just like I want all these accessories. I didn't know what dis- I didn't know what anything was. And then I got braces, and I was like, this fucking sucks. It's and horrible. I did you? Go- oh, Molly, you would have loved. Did you guys have the d- uh, disability day in elementary school? They, I think the problem part of the problem, and I would love to hear from anyone. <laughs> 
who's actually disabled about this. But part of the problem was, yes, as a kid, uh, the way that they taught you about disability was like it was like this novelty. And there was a children's yeah. museum where there was like a wheelchair that you could play with. But of course, kids would just like uh-huh. roll around and race with it and stuff. And I was like, well, that's fun. That's why I always loved going to the airport as a kid is I would take the wheelchairs and we would wheel through <laughs> the airport really fast. So, so disability day was like everybody for the day was given a different disability. Yeah. Um, so some, I believe some people were like, had to were like blind for the day, like had a blindfold on for the day or something like that. Big yikes. And um, you had, I think there was another thing where they kind of made your legs kind of tied together. So you were sort of like that doing that the whole day. And I, and you know, I, I think maybe even hands behind the back, but I, I remember everybody just wanted the wheelchair, right? There was only it's like a certain so amount of kids bad. who got the wheelchair. I know, right? It was insane. I remember and, 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 <laughs> We also had. Did, we did had, this happen to you? Did we, this- we had a, a a guest speaker come to my elementary school, and I'm. It's just so funny because, of course, there's a way to talk to kids about disability without making it this like right. total novelty. But we had a, a guy. No, it's like an a, immersion program, Molly. Please, <laughs> I like the immersion aspect. I just throw it out there that I am laughing because of how inappropriate this it's is. So it's very bad. Oh no, it really so, is. <laughs> we had this guy come to uh, our my school who was blind and he came in just to, like to talk to us about being blind, which is like theoretically, like maybe a good idea, like have people from, uh, you know, have people with disabilities come and talk about their experience. Like that's probably fine, but there was no like prep. Like our teacher wasn't like, what questions do you have? Like, uh, what right. preconception, what, like, you know, what, what, you know, uh, what do you think you already know about, being blind. like there was no like conversation about it it was just like here is a blind person and so he like came and talked to us and he like showed us books and braille and stuff and we were all like cool and then he left and everyone was just like do you think he was really blind like because he was like of course like an independent adult man who could get around and like he had a cane and stuff and right. he had these books and everyone was just like he probably wasn't blind like there was just no like we needed better guidance there was no guidance yeah, yeah. Need more teaching <laughs> people need more guidance like that in general by the way one celebrity conspiracy i'm never gonna do it which is the most inappropriate one is uh people doubting that stevie wonder is He's actually, actually blind, blind. And that is how so does he get to the wrong. stage is like that guy's so really like oh my god <laughs> jesus Yet Christ. again i have gotten us I have gotten this five minutes into the episode without actually learning a thing about the film. Chances are it is a triumph. I'm going to talk about it. Although still, I have something else to say about what you were just talking about. (laughs) Because I just had this like stroke inside of my brain that I completely (laughs) forgot. And it wasn't until we just started talking about. Do you guys remember the Burger King Kids Club? And they had the different characters and they had wheels. And I... Mm -hmm thought wheels was so fucking hot and i remember and i think that was part of the reason why i was so obsessed with getting into wheelchairs and when i actually did break my leg and i used a wheelchair then you realize like oh this is very difficult this is not just a fashion statement you 11 year old idiot but (laughs) i also there was a point in time when i would use crutches for a while just to like see if i could and I thought that it was mm. fun. I always wanted crutches. I was jealous of every kid who broke their leg and got crutches. So be- even better, my brother broke his leg. That's so how you do it. You I got, got the crutches. That's how you fucking do it. And I'd hold him like I was, there was a machine gun. I'd be like, no he's doing that whole thing. And they're actually not fun at all. It just makes your underarms hurt really badly. And it's really horrible. And it makes the meat in between your thumb and your four 
finger. It just makes it all numb all the time. But now I'm looking at these BK so, Kids Club. So chances are. No, I want to talk about BK Kids Club because now I'm looking at the pictures and I'm being sent down goddamn memory lane. And I remember KidVid because I thought KidVid was really weird because he was the one that always had the uh, the VR glasses on. And then there was Jaws. I don't remember why they were called, what they were called. Obviously, Wheels is an easy one. Then there's IQ, the short one, but he's smart. So I guess that makes him okay. A man's love for his pregnant wife, Corrine Jeffries, is interrupted when a car accident sends him Are dead. you talking about Chances Are right now? <laughs> Someone loves the movie Chances Are. Yes, we're talking about Chances Are, 1989. And it stars a one Sybil Shepherd, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan O'Neal, Mary Stewart Masterson. Great cast. That's a great cast. And if you look up the song, After All, that is sung by Cher and Peter Cetera, which I forced Holden and Molly to watch before we started recording today. And I put it on and I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? It Why is one of those music videos. It's a horrible music video. The music video is just it's a rough. clip from this movie from 1989 <laughs> that no one gives a fuck about, except for me, because for some reason it is one of those movies I've seen I'm going to say at least 65 times. I've seen 65. this movie way too much. I've seen it a lot. It was on television a lot. And yet, mm-hmm. no one I ask, even people that like dumb, shitty movies, don't know about this movie. And so I'm, I'm doing this as a plea to see if... I know that there's others like me out there. Because what happens in this movie, it is one of those late 80s dumb fuck movies, and I know for a fact that I've screamed about it on here before, where Sybil Shepard is married... And she's pregnant, and her husband dies in the car crash. He goes up to heaven where he doesn't get the juice that he needs so that he doesn't remember his past lives. He gets reborn. Cut to 25 years later. That man is reborn into Robert Downey Jr., who is flirting with Mary Stuart Masterson. His own daughter! His own daughter, but he doesn't realize that until he <laughs> From a meets past life. her mother, Sybil, Sh- Sybil Shepherd. And then Sybil Shepherd, and then he re- he remembers his past life, remembers that that was his wife, and he ha- and he convinces Sybil Shepherd like I am your dead husband living inside of a hot young Robert Downey Jr. I'm trying to get with my daughter, and then it's all really upsetting. Does he vomit profusely when he remembers his past and he realizes <laughs> he's been flirting with his own daughter? He it's should just rough. die right there. But mostly what he does is try to fucking bed down Sybil Shepherd, which I get. I am desperately <laughs> in love with Sybil Shepherd. It's because of the show Sybil, between her and Christine Baranski, please, the three of us, can we make a tape together? I would love it. And I'm saying either a recording tape where we sing together or a sex tape. I'm down with it. <laughs> and the movie is not good. And the problem is I've been trying, I was going to watch it by myself. And then I tried to convince Jeff to watch it with me, and he said a hard fuck no, which I understand. Yeah, I get it. No one wants to watch it with me. I just wanted to, this is just my plea. This is one of those quarantine pleas where I'm just like, I don't, is reality true? Like, it, did this happen? Do you ever role play with Jeff and, and pretend he's your own son from a past life to make this sexual experience a little stronger? For <laughs> no, you no, no, no. But I think that I'm going to start incorporating for him to pretend like he remembers the past of my previous relationship of someone that died horrifically just to like give me like a, I don't know, a bump, like a vaginal bump. Sometimes Lex and I both pretend, both role play that we're Murphy Brown. 
Is that weird? No, pantsuits. I think that everyone deserves a power suit, and and she did uh, it well. I would love a power suit. I confuse. I was thinking about Murphy Brown this whole time too, and then I was like, no, that's Candace Bergen, not Sybil Shepherd. Why do I get them both confused? Weird. Is it because they both had sitcoms? Strong. They had strong had female-centric sitcoms. sitcoms in the in the '90s. Yes, and they have similar vibes a little bit. I would uh-huh. say, like a little bit confident, like confident kind of gal about the, t- you know what I mean? They got a similar vibe a little bit. I'm throwing this out there. I think that Murphy Brown is a bit more of a, of a stuck up bitch. Oh, so like an <laughs> Alan. Whoa. <laughs> are you trying Segway to shift alert. away from chances are right now? I am Segway kidding. Alert. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call her that. Actually, I'm going to say this has been fascinating to read about this Ellen stuff, but I also, I'm going to throw it out there ahead of time, ahead of all of this. I have yet to see one very, very specifically damning thing uh, when it comes to reading all the stories. I've seen a lot of things that point towards her being like an egomaniac celebrity that has her own show, for sure. But I have yet to see the thing where she said like a really racist thing or something. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but... Are you an Ellen Truther? (laughs) I'm not an Ellen Truther. I know she's got to be the worst. I know she's got... She must be. Anyone who's that... Happy and nice and friendly yeah. on a, like for a living, they are never that way in real life. Is that always the truth? Yeah. When, when they portray an asshole for a living, no, what about Mister Rogers? Mister Rogers was definitely he's the, the one exception, the only one. He's, the he's one literally exception. the only famous person who doesn't have the only skeleton in Mister Rogers's closet that 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 I think anyone was able to find was that he didn't want um, Officer Clemens to come out uh, because he was yeah. afraid it would endanger funding for the show and then officer Uh clemens as i'm sure you've all seen in the documentary was like i forgive him he was like a father to me oh my god oh so good see i don't know now i'm looking through (laughs) i just looked up a list of celebrities who are actually just as nice as you think they are and i'm actually excited even though we can't get to this story yet jason momo is who's and that i can see i can definitely you can see that Jason Moe is just as nice as you think he is. Yeah. Well, that makes so much sense based on the story that we're supposed to talk about today. Yes. Oh, you know but what also, I mean? like, oh, yeah. this list, I, I love this list. LL Cool J, John Mulaney, which, of course, I, I, uh, I died. Of course. For. Apparently, Peter Dinklage is just as nice as you imagine. Uh, that's my favorite thing to tell people. Like, I mean, I didn't ever know John Mulaney that well. He was just like, he was like already like, very impressive by the time I got to New York. But my favorite thing is when people mention that they love John Mulaney to be like, he's actually really nice. He's so great. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love telling people we, we that. We rubbed elbows a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just a nice, a genuinely good dude that uh, that a really, like, Nick Kroll. We just did the show with him last year. Where it's like, mm-hmm. like, he really appreciates... He knows that he had to work hard, and that what he has, and what he has, and he is a genuine. And also, Tom Hanks is on this list. Of, yeah, these are people that are actually supposedly very good people. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. I will say though, none of them have a show where every single day, besides Mister Rogers, where every single day they pump out this, they bring out this hose of "I'm so positive, I'm so happy," and just spray the audience down with that vibe. You know what I mean? And I think when you're like that. You are right, but I have heard with lots of people, not lots, but I've heard um, a couple of people that have actually worked with Ellen um, that that were writers that said that she was not a good person to work for. Yeah, I super believe it, by the way. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying I didn't read a very specific, like, she said this thing. It wasn't like a, you know it I mean? wasn't like Ellen's canceled for this one gaffe. It was like just a 
gradual trickle of that she's actually a terrible boss and a terrible person to work for, yeah. which is like, it's almost, but then it's different because James <laughs> Gordon. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. But that's, and I know that's kind of where we're getting to, which is the real main thing I, we, I wanted to talk about today, at least I don't know about you two. When it comes to Ellen, it was just that James Corden's on the. I, I think I think it's Wait, getting well, a lot of. Let's attention. say what it is. They are is James Corden is on the short list to replace Ellen, possibly. He is no. I He's definitely no have read sp- very specific stories about him. Yeah, he is very. It's like and 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 B. <laughs> say you know I know that Ellen is like has become a little bit bland, uh, but. And I'm not particularly disappointed to learn that she's terrible to work for. And and she's been I like... I think I know what you're about to say, though. Well, uh, you know, I think she's been consistent... She's lately has demonstrated consistently, like, very terrible politics. Like, very, very, mm. very bad uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to, like, George W. Bush and, like, uh, Kevin Hart and stuff like that. But I guess what I... Like, I wanted to root for... For her a couple of years, yes, like I, you of know, she's just like the, she was the, the she, barrier she's broken. Yeah, for the LGBT. when I was yeah. a, I was a short-haired kid, uh, and I was relentlessly straight, just relentlessly straight. I but <laughs> I just liked boys just from the very beginning. But I was very confused because I I also like in my head I like imagined myself as a boy. I wanted to be a boy. I had short hair. I dressed like a boy until sixth grade when I just smothered it all down, put on girl drag, grew my hair out, wore my baby tees. I've talked about that on the show before. But the only woman that I ever saw with short hair ever in pop culture until. I don't even know. High school was Ellen on the cover of, I think, Entertainment Weekly or whatever it was when she came out. And it was like a picture of this short haired woman. And it was like that, the, the cover was like, I'm gay. And I remember being like a fourth or fifth grader and like looking at it and being like, huh. And like in my head, I was like, <laughs> I guess I'm gay, but like I knew I wasn't because I knew by that point that I was so attracted to boys, but I was so confused because I was like, this is the only like woman that I've ever seen with short hair. This is the only woman I've ever seen look even anything like me. Like I've never looked at a woman and thought like, that's what I'll look like when I grow up ever until her like, and so even though I wasn't gay and it was still very confusing for me, like you know, I, I and guess what? Every single middle schooler I've ever taught has told me that I look like right. Like everyone like is like, like you Ellen, look like of course. Ellen. And I do. Besides the short hair, I happen to look a lot like Ellen. But like, like I, I want to. You know, I like the whole I'm fun with kids. I dance. Like yes, it's plain. It's gotten so watered down. Yeah, because also as someone that was you that I definitely carried myself. As I've carried myself more masculine my entire life, and seeing about her having such a hot femme wife was a huge inspiration yeah. to me. I was like, right. "Oh my god, you mean that someone like really hot could love me someday?" And there yeah. was there was also that a part of it where it's just like Portia de Rossi for me is, I mean. <laughs> she still is definitely uh, on my list, <laughs> uh, and she is a gorgeous human being and she is sticking by her and that does make me wonder too where it's like of course all this stuff is coming up we don't know what the truth is about how we do know that she's not the best person to work for 
But at the end yeah. of the day, wouldn't Portia de Rossi most likely leave her if she was that horrible to her? And unfortunately, it seems, or at least what I, I've been reading, is that she is a horrible person to work for. She is not good to her writers or to her staff. But I'm hoping that maybe at least she's good to her wife. I think she might. I think it's p- totally possible to be a good person and a horrific boss, right? And like yes, she's somebody with so. a lot of power, and that's not an exoneration of her as a boss, but it means no, like not people at all. Are I don't people, think that she right? should be like that whatsoever. And it does beg the question when it comes to this canceling stuff: is is that enough? Is like having a reputation for being a shitty person to work for? enough grounds for a network to cancel a person's TV show. I think that it should be. Honestly, when it, if it comes down to how dare you, as also just not that anyone shouldn't be like this anyway, but these are the people, if you think about it, writing your fucking jokes. Why are you going to yeah, be yeah. shitty to people that are writing yeah. for you so that you don't even have to come up with your own material anymore? That yeah. you should be, this is a collaborative experience and to have people come into a job where they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel respected or they are uncomfortable also in their own skin because of, of, of the of the specific allegations that are coming out about everything that's happened, not necessarily from her, but from things that she knew was going on. And she is the head honcho. Yeah. She can shut that the fuck down. At least I assume. It's the it's the accusations of the, of racism that I think needs to be. And it is being investigated right now. It's all that, being investigated. If that is going on. That's a different conversation. I've, I've, and and at the end of the day, maybe it's just because she's so protected. But I even read a bunch of those tweets. So, so a guy came out. I forget who it was, but he was like, "I'm gonna donate like five dollars for every story in the comments on this tweet about how shitty Ellen has been to you personally." And, um. Uh, that was back in March. And I mean, I read a bunch of that stuff and it's great. It's stuff like um, she has a sensitive nose and you have to, she has breath mints outside of her office. And if, I think the most damning one was this one. If she thinks you like smell bad, she'll send you home. Well, and also uh, the, the word on the street too demean, is that. Dehumanizing things. Right. That you're not allowed to make eye contact with her. Yeah. And, and and that kind of things where we I feel like we laugh when it's Mariah Carey and, and it shouldn't be because at <laughs> the same time where like this is it is people are trying to be funny. This is a whole other experience of you saying that like, oh, you can't look her in the eye. Then how do you that's so fucking disrespectful. And I also think like I, I actually think that this is like kind of instructive right because like the there's the shorthand right like canceling somebody but of course it's like uh it's that's like that word is is not really what's happening like i feel like it's both you know it's like i mentioned this on the show when we were talking about jk rowling but my my friend who is six uh loves harry potter right and so and and has a a good friend who's a trans kid and so my six-year-old friend was like love the books, love Harry Potter, but don't listen to her, right? And I feel like that's such a good, like, there's this idea that, like, cancel culture is like, well, what, so can we never read anything written by a man, you know? And it's like, no. I like your impression of cancel culture, guy. I'm like, I'm not all books written by bad men. Slippery slope. (laughs) Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. I love books written by bad men. You know, it's like they're my favorite. You know, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. You don't have to throw the whole baby out with the whole. Like, you can say, okay, well, Ellen. Like, no one's trying to be like Ellen didn't do important things in the '90s by being a famous person to come out, right? Like that still exists. If that was like meaningful to you, that can still be true. But now we know, and, and maybe she's a very good wife to Portia de Rossi. That can also be true. It also I might hope. be true that she's a terrible boss. It might be true that she like knew racism was happening in her workplace and didn't like care enough to do anything, right? Like I just feel like it's not like um, you don't have to choose. Like, well, I guess Ellen never did anything right it's just like what we now know is true is that yeah. she might be a really fucking bad boss and yeah. being a bad boss is a, is really shitty and she shouldn't be allowed to do that anymore yeah yeah right and hopefully she changed the practices another thing i will say about the the eye contact thing is weird but i'm starting to think a little differently about the like the strategy of like having a policy where it's like you can't just talk to me and i think just in the sense of like if I put myself in the place of the person, you've got a show. It's your name on the show. You're incredibly, inc- you're this massive celebrity, like planet-sized celebrity, right? And you've got people constantly approaching you, talking to you, hitting you up. I could see a situation where it's like, you are going to fucking, like, if you talk to everybody who wanted to talk to you and also did your show, it's like too much, Sure. You know what I mean? Right. Being I protective of, of your space makes sense like that. Uh, and your, yeah, and just your ability to like focus and do the show you sure. need to do. I think it's just a difference between like how that's communicated. And a lot of times it seems like it's communicated in a very like military esque, scary way. Well, it's also in the same with Mariah Carey when we had talked about this on the episode where it's all like, oh, no one could look her in the eye. It's like, it's because she can't focus. It's actually like there's yeah. actually a re and not that I'm saying it's definitely a fucking diva move and I don't agree with it and I would never be like that. But for her, she gets stage fright and it is it is just a part of that for her. So it does make more sense. That is not a it's not a life thing that she has. That's yeah. not a rule for her in life. It is just when she's on stage because she gets nervous, which I as a human being. I do understand that. And if you're going to be that huge of a megastar, you know, that's why, uh, what is it? The ones where they're like, I only want blue M&Ms in my, oh, I want uh, the, the LaCroix. I don't even know. I, I don't even, I can't even imagine what my rider would have. But you know the story behind the, the M&M thing, right? It's like an age old story. Please tell us. Okay, this is what it was. It was, I, what band was it? It was like Van Halen or someone like that. And they said they're in the writer. It was like a bowl full of only brown M and M's. I believe is the thing in the writer. Yes, they had a show, and it might not be Van Halen, but they, it was a band that had a show with a ton 
of uh, pyrotechnics and stuff. St- like it life. is Van Halen, by the way. It is Van Halen. Putting your life in danger kind of stuff if the tech people don't do their job. And if they didn't have the bowl of brown M&Ms, then they knew that they didn't pay enough attention to what their specifications were. And they had their tech people do a full like go over of all of the tech. It was oh. essentially just a sign to them that the venue they were at was not looking after their shit uh, specifically enough, and they didn't want to die on stage. Oh, that's kind of fun. I get that, and actually, it's absolutely no brown M and M's. So <laughs> ah, that's what. I, either but way, that makes, yeah, but that makes sense. Either way, though. it was essentially just a way for them to know that the venue was taking their job seriously and paying attention to the details. That is kind of interesting, so. actually. Yeah, because yeah. you know where they didn't pay attention to the details. In the movie, Cats. Oh, because that's why I didn't, I didn't bring this up to even talk about Ellen. I brought that so up to clever, shit on James so Gordon. so clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. Oh, no. What did I just do? I feel like I just I just thinnered myself. What am I doing? Well, now I'm going to have Mr. Mistopheles stuck in my goddamn head. And you know what? I thought that it was bad enough having an obscure share song stuck in my head. But now... Right, nestled back in, Mr. Mistopheles. I'm uh, excited because my roommates right. haven't seen Cats yet, and I have never seen, confession alert, I've never seen The Music Man. And The Music Man <gasps> is Jeff what? and my other roommate's favorite musical. What? Jackie, how is we I've doing never this seen show? Music Man. <laughs> okay, just real quick, I know we need to talk about Cats, but my <laughs> first Also, musical. now, Molly, by the way, you need to have a conversation with Jeff, because Jeff loves the music man. Put Sorry, Jeff, put you on blast. Touch with Jeff. <laughs> My first musical that I was ever in, I was seven years old. It was the community theater production of The Music Man. My brother's first musical that he was Ooh. ever in, the junior high production of The Music Man. My cousin's first musical that he was ever in, The Music Man. The Music Man runs deep. Are there Nazis in The Music Man? That's not Nazis. Uh, no, that's Sound of Music. Oh, the Music Man is set in River City, Iowa. Where did I grow up? Dubuque, Iowa. Is it a river city oh in Iowa God. where Meredith Wilson, the writer of The Music Man, is from? I don't think he's from Dubuque, but he's from around there. River City, Iowa. I'm basically from there. It's basically about my hometown and my entire... Is it about you? My entire Fort Well was I Winthrop? Not quite. I didn't have a speech impediment. But Isn't he a ne'er-do-well, though? Isn't uh, he a bit of a ne'er-do-well? Well, Harold Hill was a ne'er-do-well. Oh, yeah. It's about a... Con- oh. It's a oh, Jackie, you'll love it. It's about a sexy con man who comes to a little town in Iowa with a, with a bunch of rubes, don't know what from down... And he convinces them all that they need marching band instruments to solve the youth delinquency problem because all the youth are hanging out at the pool hall. Oh my God, it's such and a good musical. And put an instrument in their hands. It's such a good musical. You know what I say? If you, if you are a bit of a hellion, Slap a trumpet in that mouth. Yes. I've always said it. It is. Oh my God. The Music Man, Sound of Music are my, to me, like when I think about like, classic you know broadway musicals it's those two music man is my number Mm. one go-to it is i could sing every single song in the music man right now i won't but if you start it i could finish (laughs) it a little bit of one sing a little bit of one uh oh there's nothing halfway about the iowa way to treat you when we treat you which we may not do at all Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the one where they're, he's trying to sell them on it, like right up at the top? How's he goes? Like, oh, it's a little something. It's, yeah, they, he goes, yeah. oh, we got trouble right here in River City with a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. That stands for pool. We surely got trouble. We surely got trouble <laughs> right here. We gotta figure out a way to keep the young ones moral after school. Our children's children gonna have trouble. It's great. It's about moral panic. He's like, you guys have a pool hall. The kids <laughs> are all perfect. hanging out at the pool hall. You gotta give them all trumpets and trombones to make them stop being so delinquent. And I then get he it. also woos it's a, the it's a sexy woodwind gang. <laughs> he woos the sexy single librarian uh, by singing the song Ooh. Marion, Madam Librarian. But when I try, Ooh. my dear, to catch your ear, I love you madly, Ooh. madly, Madam Librarian, Marion. Oh my God. I'd have sex with it. it. Sure. You'll love it. I'm ex- I wish you could be there because I have a feeling that my um, my partner as well as my roommate are going to sing through the entire movie, which I'm very proud of them because then I'm going to force her to watch Cats. And guess who is Winthrop? Mm. Last, last thought. Guess who is Winthrop in the movie of The Music Man? <laughs> who? <laughs> Ron Howard. What? I love Ron Howard. Howard. <laughs> everything. <laughs> now I've heard everything and there's no reason to live anymore. Child Ron Howard. I love it. 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 Wow. <laughs> Jackie's just fully just convulsing at the knowledge she's just been given. He's a little boy. I've never been able to see Ron. It's so interesting to me to think that you've ever seen Ron Howard as an adult and not known him as Winthrop because that was my introduction to Ron Howard. He's a little redheaded boy in the music man he's winthrop he has a little well, i mean you know the uh happy days and too, happy days I mean. but this was even before that <laughs> that's a massive role that he was known for being a boy in he was a little boy <laughs> <laughs> also uh what american uh oh fuck what's it called the George Lucas movie or whatever. American Graffiti. Thank you. One of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Get the deluxe edition. You will not go wrong. Between that and Big Chill Deluxe, you are you are just banging out the hits with those two soundtracks. <laughs> Mr. Mastopoli. Speaking of a great soundtrack, I just love that. So this is all because uh, Andrew Lillard Weber finally broke his silence and said, tell everyone that, yes, he also believes that Cats was absolute dog shit. <laughs> and I love that he specifically shat on James Corden. He didn't say dog shit. He didn't say <laughs> dog shit. He said it was ridiculous. And I think that that's the most Andrew Lloyd Weber response you can imagine. I just love that it, it's honestly, if you think about it, I know it seems like it's been about 10 years since it came out, right. but it's only been six months. And the fact fact that Andrew Lloyd Webber could not take it anymore and must say he said the problem he said oh, the problem with the film was that Tom Hooper decided that he didn't want anybody involved in it who was involved in the original show the whole thing was ridiculous so what that sounds like is that Andrew Lloyd Webber was not even though he composed one of the songs with Taylor Swift he was not involved in the rest of the movie movie and um he really thinks it's bad. And I think it's kind of fun that he just couldn't keep it to himself any longer. It's It would be frustrating to be like, you know what? It's not my best musical, but it's not as yeah. bad as they did it. You know? Right. I don't know that there's a good way to do it in 2020 and 2019. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that getting over. Because again, we've talked about it. It's like a live dance situation. <laughs> Though I do love that the one person that collaborated with him, which was his one frustration that he wasn't brought in enough, 
was, in fact, he's swept. Even that song is kind of like a bit of a snooze, but I it's still. It's a snooze, oh, whatever. <laughs> and I just said it was, so actually, I don't know why I'm whatevering you right then, but whatever. <laughs> that song was a snooze. I will say that that song is a snooze. She did great in it, though. She's Again, fine. it is. I'm fine. I don't the, care. You can hate her. You can. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't. She's great. Her breasts look you great in the cat suit. Or think she's whatever. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Can we talk about something that's not a snooze? Can we talk about Black is King? I, I Oh, fantastic. my God. Yes. Yes, we can. Black is King. It is the visual album from Beyonce that was debuted on Disney Plus this week. And oh my God, I loved it. Oh, the the everything about it. Now, I, I, I've i never seen, I, I saw Lemonade. Lemonade, of course, blew me the fuck away. I love I Lemonade. Just, yeah, I, lemonade. That still is probably incredible. my favorite. Like that, that I don't is, think it could ever actually beat Lemonade, I don't think. Yeah, but, it's really hard. And I think in terms of like the album for this came out like well before and kind of seemed like, I was reading an article, even, I think the article you posted it, it kind of came and went. I have to be honest with you. I didn't even realize it had been out. But this visual album takes it to a complete other level. And it is just absolutely gorgeously filmed. I kind of feel like it's it's like a step forward, like an expansion of, of Ape Shit. The song she did, the music video she did with Jay-Z. Uh, For sure. There's a lot of that same. I, 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 it has to be the same director. Like, like it, there's a lot of like similar. It's all por- a lot of it is portraiture. This beautiful regalness, these like incredible spaces, the, these incredible the outfits, people and the environments, and out- the dancing. Oh, it is. I I felt like I was watching her become Mother Earth. It, I just like I felt such a close like to the point which I know that this this sounds very dumb that I was like I need to go plant something I've been gardening a lot I'm not gonna go down this road right now but I did like I watched it and I was like I want to feel one and it was weird because it was the same night I had watched it and it was the same night as the full moon and I went out and I looked up at the full moon and it was just something I was like I just felt so grounded I felt like a woman and just I felt so powerful and I, it, it's it's beautiful. And yeah. what I didn't know, because I didn't know anything about this, I didn't realize that it is the story of Lion King enveloped in the visual album. And it's beautiful. I think I'd said this on here a little bit ago that I was talking about how I watched OG Lion King not too long ago and I sobbed through it and I didn't realize, I didn't mean to cry through it. Uh, it's just the... The music in it is so, it's just so great. And especially the um, the one that came out not too long ago, which obviously didn't do well. I wouldn't say it's my favorite thing because I more so the style of the movie is not really my thing. Yeah. But the music just brings me to tears. And so with Black is King, I couldn't look away. I was absorbed in it. And I, you know, like, oh my God, if I could just wear one of the outfits that any of them wear in it. I, I can never imagine, you know, I'm shaped like a potato. You know what I mean? But I'm shaped like a sweet potato, which is kind of <laughs> nice. And so I might not have that great of a shape, but I am there. But if you put me in any of those outfits, man, I just bought, again, my 100,000th jumpsuit that I tried desperately. I can't. Pussy's too big. Fat's too big in my stomach. 
I can't wear a jumpsuit. It never holds right. It doesn't fall properly, but that's a whole other. You <laughs> need some overalls is what you need. And I would say, too, that um, a couple things. First of all, they did, though, also showcase a variety of shapes and sizes throughout that thing. It wasn't just all, like, super thin, like, ballerina dancers or something like that. No, like, by of course. Any means. It's also, beautiful. I feel like while I was watching it, it turned me into a beautiful ghost. <laughs> all right, don't I'm sorry. It is dare. a bit of a snooze. Don't, it is a bit see, of a snooze. You don't, my problem is that, speaking of Music Man, <laughs> speaking of cats, I watched it, and I immediately... Did you guys ever go down to an Aida... Go hole. I never did. I used to I never be obsessed really... with Aida. I, I knew yeah. that it was, it's Elton John, right? Yes, and Tim Rice is, uh, thank God it's their last, um, their last mashup. But there's a song called The Gods Love Nubia, and it's always, it has been one of my favorite musical songs. And again, another thing that I forced Holden and Molly to listen to, uh, because that's what our text chain is. Our text chain is me going like, Oh, do you guys remember Gods of Nubia? Oh no, am I all alone in it? Okay, cool. <laughs> and then I listen to it ten times um, in my bedroom while I sing it to myself, and it just makes you—it's it, just a different kind. It just makes you feel so powerful. And Black is King is beautiful. And again, if you keep finding yourself accidentally like me paying for Disney Plus every month and forgetting about it, but it's kind of fine because I gave out my password to as many people as I could, as I could. Because um, I feel like I don't use it enough. Which is why, like, I even told you guys about Muppets Now, which is the new Muppet show on Disney Plus that I had yeah. no idea was happening. We, Crazy. we started it, and I may go back to it because I heard it does take a maybe, a, or in that article at least it said it takes a few episodes, at least it took that a few episodes for that person to get locked in. All it did was make us stop it halfway through and put on the Muppet movie. Original Muppet show. Muppet yeah, movie. yeah. Yes. That's, that's what I do. With, <laughs> I like what it was like five years ago now. There was like the NBC, like a primetime Muppet show. And I liked it. Yes. It was Which was like the style of The Office, which I actually yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I liked it, it a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I liked I remember I was really enjoying when that it. Got canceled. So I will give it a try, mm -hmm. but it's the same. Hold it. I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it and just be like, you know what I really want to watch is the original Muppet movie. Yeah. And and the remake. We actually put on the newer remake. Re do Muppet movie, which I also super really? love. Really? With uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, I like that one too. Am yes, I a man? Yeah. Or am I am a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? I love the music in that movie. Uh, but uh, but the Muppet movie is number one. That The original. That is the greatest. Original Muppet movie. Greatest, greatest. Yeah, I've been, it's funny because I've been trying to think of what, like, when there's, I've been trying to get the kids outside every day now. Um, like, like multiple times a day, but I've also been trying to figure out like, okay, besides Daniel Tiger, which if the, if you guys want to become a Daniel Tiger podcast, we could. That's the only media I consume now. Um, <laughs> but I've been trying to figure out besides Daniel Tiger and Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street, which is the only cultural items my kids have consumed, what do I want to play them? And so I've been playing them Raffi, of course, but I've also been trying to figure out like, can I play them like stuff that's cool and interesting for me that maybe they'll like? And so I've been thinking, I've been daydreaming. I mean, I think with a four-year-old, it would go better than with a two-year-old, but I've been thinking, like, could I play Homecoming? Like, I know, like, four- and five-year-olds, like, loved Homecoming. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, maybe oh, yeah. I could play Homecoming, but now I'm like, maybe I could show Black is King. Just put it on in the background. See if she takes yeah. notice. It's, very vis you know? it's incredibly visually appealing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then, there's nobody fucking or anything. But now also, I'm like, well, I got to do the Muppet movie. <laughs> it's just beautiful, <laughs> strong people, which is the exact kind of people of why this song... 
Sweet Caroline. Yeah. I had to include this. Yeah. I thought that it was just so funny. So we all know. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, we all know Sweet Caroline. Uh, yeah. We've all been drunk uh, at a bar on the beach before or wherever. Wherever. <laughs> you you hear the song, the you immediately start singing it. And I will say, I remember one of the few times that I was so angry with Sweet Caroline playing was after Ed's mom's funeral and we were all on the Jersey Shore and we were in some bar. I was desperately trying to get a drink, but even the bartender was too drunk because everyone in, in there was slamming up into me, just being like, bah, bah, bah. Like, don't touch me. I'm upset and I'm just trying to get a goddamn drink. Okay, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Because the song is a community builder and I really, I do feel like you're usually in two camps. You either love Sweet Caroline or you hate it. I do love it. I I like that it bring. I like that it makes everybody sing. Anything. Well, why do you think I love the Fourth of July so much? I like to sing. I like to sing with people. I like to be excited. And this a little pub decided to ban the song Sweet Caroline, which at first I was like, yeah, oh yeah, you can't handle. You can't handle what uh, it bringing community together but i thought it was kind of fun it's under the guise of keeping everyone safe from covid because you can't not sing along or sing the opposite parts of sweet caroline it's almost illegal if you hear the song if you are of a certain age and know that everyone sings the parts of the song with along with it so now they are banning it and they're trying to get other people to do the same thing how do you guys feel about the song "Sweet Caroline"? Love it. I love it. I, it's a perfect. I love big drunk. I love drinking, and I love <laughs> sing, singing. I love big drunk. I love drinking. I love. I singing. like cocaine. I like heroin. I like <laughs> no, oxy's. No, give You'd it be all so of thin. it. Peyote. I like uh, DMT. <laughs> I like uh, SBS. That's one no one's You're heard of. You're such a lame. This reminds me you of. Don't uh, like any of those did, did you guys hear about the the Japanese amusement park that said no screaming on our roller coasters because of COVID? So they said, yes. oh yeah, please scream inside your heart. Yes. So funny. I feel like that's this. <laughs> Sweet Caroline is like, please sing inside your heart. What I also love about this is that apparently 79-year-old um, Neil Diamond himself released a rendition of the tune with a COVID-19 bent. And he goes, hands, washing hands, oh, no. reaching out, <laughs> don't touch me, I won't touch you. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I think is really dumb and very fun. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. It's fantastic. And even, <laughs> even on their chalkboard out front of the bar that banned Sweet Caroline, it says, due to COVID-19, Sweet Caroline is banned. There will be no colon, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. And um, I do think it is just a reason for probably the owner of said bar to never have to hear Sweet Caroline, at least for the next six months, which I get. Right. Get it gets it. old. Yet another reason we got to get the vaccine, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, for Sweet Caroline. <laughs> we need to be able to sing that all together. To bar- I, I mean, I keep I keep daydreaming about the day. I know it's going to be a slow rollout, but that day when everything's just completely back to normal at a just... bar is going to be so surreal and cool. And I know it's probably like another year off at least. But Yeah, but man, we yes. got to spit in each other's faces. I have such a species spicy oh. conspir- slub conspiracy this week. But really quick, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, one other story I wanted to talk about today, which was the Jason Momoa, Lenny Kravitz 
bromance situation going on with Lisa Bonet and the fact that they I are putting out that studly photo on Instagram. And you're just like, oh, give it to me. I just want to fill a bucket up uh, with a milking machine. My sweat. <laughs> no, I want the bucket to be filled with my sweat as I stare at it. Because as you guys know, Lisa Bonet's first husband, Lenny Kravitz. Lisa Bonet's current husband, Jason Momoa. They truly enjoy each other. And I think that it's beautiful. And I also, I just, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Jason Momoa. And he loves his love. He was in love with Lisa Bonet as a kid and grew up as like she was his biggest crush and he talks about in this article about the first time he meets her and he ends up hanging out and he was like like which is ridiculous because you know of course not that just because you're beautiful that means you don't have the feelings of someone like me a a bit of a troll woman but (laughs) the fact that he like couldn't even believe that he was talking to her the first night he met her isn't that beautiful? And now they're yeah, married right. and they have two beautiful kids and they fiercely, fiercely love each other. But he also really gets along with her ex-husband to the fact that Jenny, like Lenny Kravitz separately said happy birthday to him on social media. And it's beautiful. But also Jason Momoa, fellow Leo. It's, I haven't even screamed about Leo season yet. It's like, where is the time going, guys? <laughs> I know. Look, we're already... I, all right, we got... All right, so I, let's get into this. I just wanted to highlight that. Look up at the picture on it's Instagram so that Lenny Kravitz posted, and you will get a uh, all sorts of sort of uh, secretions and whatnot will happen. I'm secreting, <laughs> Oh, I'm secreting. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll. Like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling. Up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. Regardless, uh, here we like, we were talking about these two dudes. Let's talk about these two ladies. Uh, we're talking Kaler. I told you guys I was going to go deep on the Carly Kloss, uh, Taylor Swift alleged relationship that many fans think went down. I'm not even, I feel like I'm just barely scratching the surface here. And this is probably still like the longest celebrity conspiracy I've, I've done where I was like going deep on this. I was like getting like pop history levels of research going. I was like, <laughs> all right, I got to stop. And um, I love it. I, I just, I love how species spicy this is. It's one of those conspiracy theories that's like more possible. And I just want it to be true because it's so species spicy. So either way, uh, in January of 2012, and by the way, I'm talking about, yeah, Taylor Swift, Carly Kloss, the model, Taylor Swift, the musician. She's a musician. She's wrote many albums. She has an album called Red. She has an album called 1989. And so this is about their friendship and the possible that she has put into her songs that their friendship is 
possibly a little bit more. Yeah, the, many people think a lot of songs were written about her that are romantic songs and that they were in a relationship, a secret relationship. Can I say, as somebody who's never looked up Carly Class before, she looks just a little bit like Taylor Swift? Right, they they they're, they both kind of look similar. That Well, okay, I'm about to get into it because they, they okay, were also all right. like, all their mutual friends were like, you need to meet Carly and you need to meet Taylor because okay. you guys are like the same person. Okay. So... In January of 2012, this is immediately suspect, Swift said she was a fan of the model after seeing a photo of her and would love to, quote, bake cookies with her. Kloss mm -hmm. responded on Twitter, hey, at Taylor Swift 13, her Twitter handle, love the Vogue magazine cover. Uh, and then she wrote, uh, your kitchen or mine? So nearly two years later, they met in person at the 2013 Victoria's Secret fashion show. Carly Kloss said, we'd never met before, but we're BFFs now. Swift said in an interview, we were just like you, my friend, now. And she even hung a photo from their first meeting in her apartment with a handwritten caption, best friends forever, VS 2013 for Victoria's Secret. A few months later, they documented a road trip they took to Big Sur together. So this is just a few months later, they go on a road trip across the country. There's these pictures on Instagram that have since been deleted of wow. them writing their names in the sand with a heart in between. The, there's there's another one of Carly Kloss kissing Taylor Swift in the cheek. That one's a very like well documented one. You can look these up. It looks. I mean, it just. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I, what, what you, right, Jackie. Right. I'm, I'm absorbed. I. It, it, they're not even <laughs> my type, and it's just even. Just, uh, it <laughs> but really it's is, so hot. It's the <laughs> like, idea. Uh, honestly, it's also these, like young, really looking beautiful. At this. Yeah. And not to just make this, of course, about me, uh, but I I look at this and I realize like. And I know that, Molly, I know we've had this conversation before. I've never had this kind of friendship I was before. just thinking like, the same thing. <laughs> You've never I had a lesbian hugging. experience, I is what you're saying. I love, love. I'm just not, I am unfortunately was raised in a very a, a physically affectionate list home. And I don't mean this in a bad way. It was just like, we weren't a very touchy-feely family. 100 and so in same. looking at this, yeah. and now I am currently with a partner that I am very touchy-feely with. And honestly, for the first time ever in my entire life, I've never been a touchy-feely person. And it is something that I am growing into. But even like, with, and I have a sister. My sister and I don't, like, if there's one bed, and I'm not judging people that have this, I actually always wanted this, that my sister and I, if there's one bed, I'll sleep on the fucking floor. You know, like, and not because it's like, yucky, no, it's just more like, nah, you have your space, I'll have my yeah. space. And, I, yeah, I, I, and I, in looking <laughs> at this, I get very envious that I, I always wanted a friendship like this, but now I feel like I can't even imagine starting because I'd be like, um, I don't, uh, well, oh, oh, we're touching. I'm the same way. Well, I was just thinking well, when Jackie and I met, we knew we really liked each other. We like had so much fun together. Like we definitely hit it off. But like the idea of being like having like a photo of us kissing each other on the cheek is like unthinkable. Like because both of us are like, I, we don't I touch. can't even imagine yeah. it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> We've known each other for what, 12 years? <laughs> and it's still like, I, we, we, and it's same with like Holden too, where it's like we the hug of when we haven't seen each cheek. other in a long time. Just makes me you know? like want to curl up into a ball and throw myself into a, like a volcano. <laughs> so that's why looking at it, I'm just like I can't even imagine having a friendship like this right. because even people that I I stop, I don't. I'm not usually on like this. Right. 
So Swift <laughs> gives a tour of her penthouse in New York City for Rolling Stone in 2014, and she pointed out a guest room, quote, where Carly usually stays with multiple photos of Carly Kloss on the walls, which is weird, and a basket full of her favorite Whole Foods items that she specifically likes. Uh, in December of 2014, Swift and Kloss walk hand-in-hand hand down the runway at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, and pictures were posted by TMZ of the two seemingly kissing at a the 1975 concert in New York City. If you look at those pictures, I, I again, it's such an either-way thing. It definitely really kind of looks like they're making out in that picture, but they are at a loud concert venue, and they could very easily just be close. They're just talking, talking close. They could very yeah. easily be talking close. But they, I mean, it also kind of looks like they're making out. It's like a magic eye. A rep uh, of Swift's quickly shut down the rumors, and Swift tweeted, as my 25th birthday present from the media, I'd like for you to stop accusing all my friends of dating me Hashtag thirsty, which I totally get. And I think that that is very possible that this is the case, by the way. I want to establish that. This could easily just be the tw- the press being like, she just is in love with the world. She dates everybody. You know, because this was especially around that time. That was the right. way the press painted her. They appeared later on the cover of Vogue in 2015 and spoke of their friendship, including how everyone kept telling them they needed to meet because they were so similar. I already mentioned that. And that they kept accidentally dressing alike. They would like show up and they were like, we're in the same clothes. I can't believe it. <laughs> so. It's, uh, Molly and so I constantly. Yeah, it's all right. Right. We go like, You guys have been wearing your tank tops. No, we are both wearing tank tops and right actually, now. And yes. actually, Jackie but, was the one who taught me to cut the sleeves off my shirts, which I will for, forever be grateful yeah. to you for. Gotta get. I, yeah, I mean, you, just, you get three drinks in me. If I've got a sli- if I got a t shirt, I'm gonna cut the sleeves off. <laughs> so here's where here's where songs start coming in. Ooh. While renovating her Franklin Street penthouse in New York City, she rented a West Village townhouse on Cornelia Street in June of 2016, which was noticeably much closer to Kloss's apartment. On the album Lover, there's a song called Cornelia Street that fans think is actually about Kloss, not Joe (gasps) Alwyn. The lyrics include, you hold my hand on the street, walk me back to that apartment years ago, we were just inside, barefoot in the kitchen, sacred new beginnings, that became my religion. Listen, I don't want to lose you, I hope it never ends, I'd never walk Cornelia Street again. And I do feel like that speaks more towards maybe an affair than towards her current, like, boo a little bit, I think. It sort of points towards that. But either way, uh, things get hairy here in the sense that, and I'm not talking about styles. Swift did not (laughs) attend Carly Kloss's wedding to Josh Kushner in October of 2018, as well as her Uh second wedding celebration eight months later. I will also say this. One point I will make... Carly Kloss had been with this guy, Josh Kirshner, like, I think through the whole, all of this. So that yeah, points so like, towards, this like, she's... real, but... That points towards, she's totally, like, this totally wasn't an actual romance. They're just a friends. Yes. But either way, the nail in the coffin seems to be Kloss being spotted on summer vacation, or on vacation with Scooter Braun, shortly after he acquired all the rights to Taylor's first six albums. And, but it does kind of speak towards, you could easily see how... That would that doesn't feel like a friendship falling out. It feels like a breakup a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like they stopped talking. Like it, it, it wasn't like a. I mean, either way, like her other falling outs have been so kind of public and bad blood and all that kind of stuff. This is like feels like a quiet separation. But I also feel like that that is um, an actual true friendship breakup because yeah. I've had friendship breakups, and honestly, I think that my friendship breakups that I've had. Were sometimes worse than 
partner breakups. Yeah. Because when a friendship breaks up, like that is devastating in a very different, real way. Yeah. You know, and the, to a point that you don't want to talk about it. And the fact that she was with Scooter Braun, I imagine, I'm going to go and say, had something to do with it. So then it also wrapped her career into it, which would mean that she wouldn't want anyone to know what was going on because that's even more personal than a partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I hate to swing in on a chandelier here, but Joshua Kushner is Jared Kushner's brother, the the Trump's son-in-law. So that's just a weird oh, no. element oh. of all this. Not trying to... <laughs> it's just so... It's just, oh, yeah, and then it made it political. Make it political. He's, he's oh, the whoa. brother. But either way, the, this whole controversy has come back to light, that, and I mentioned it last week. The David Swift announced a surprise release of the eighth studio album, Folklore, uh, her eighth studio album in July of this year. Klaus posted a pic of herself hanging out in the woods, which is what T Swift is doing on the cover of Folklore. It seemed like an, a, a nod, and she also like liked a post that was like talking really nicely about T Swift. It was a bit of a nod, like "Hey, I kind of given you a tip of the cap, right?" But I will th- also say Holden told me to listen to the song "Dress" yes, by Taylor I have, Swift, yeah, which. It is a spicy song. I enjoyed the song. So many believe that 1989's You Are In Love and most of the songs from Reputation are about Kloss, including the song Delicate uh, that includes the lyrics. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it chill that you're in my head? Because I know that it's delicate. And then there's also Dress, which is, I think, like her sexiest song. I love this song. It's one of my favorite songs from Reputation. And she says what I think is the most, the biggest piece of evidence Our secret moments in your crowded room, they've got no idea about me and you. Say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. Only bought this dress so you could take it off. (gasps) Which A, is super sexy. B, I don't want you like a best friend. And that's like all they've ever talked about, how they're BFFs. I don't know, Holden. I just can't imagine ever in my life. Maybe it's just a heterosexual couple (laughs) calling each other best friends, which is your favorite thing. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's it's not calling each other best friends. It's actually actually, uh, backing me up. I don't want you like a best friend. I want you like more than that because that's what you are if you're my lover. Damn it. (laughs) Internet, Facebook. I just wish I could be sexy enough ever to say I bought this dress so you could take it off it's so and hot. say yeah, it in like a really hot. sexy way because never I'd be like oh, I got this dress um if you would like to take it off that would be <laughs> cool why is it a like- nurse dress like why did you dress like a <laughs> nurse either are you wearing Ooh, face paint I'm gonna take your temperature you patient. <laughs> Of mine that you're sick and not that in a bad, bad, scary way. I mean, sick. Ooh, love sick. Oh, wow. You're gonna have sex with me. Uh, man, everyone's always saying, Jackie's so smooth. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm so bad at it. But if you do want to see, listen to the song. It's on Reputation. If you want to, she does a great performance of it on the Reputation tour. Uh, Netflix special, whatever. But either way, I'm, I, my conclusion is this personally. My gut says no, but my heart wants to believe it. And that's that's where I stand with it. And also, oh, oh, one more thing that's like a little thing. I do feel like she may come out as bi at some point or, or, or come out in some way. She wore the bi colors at one point in the um, You Need to Calm Down music video. There's all these blind items about it that she's one day going to acknowledge something there as well so if that for whatever it's worth 
to add to the evidence. But either way, what do you what do you think? I'd say I agree with you. I think that it is I think it's a fun thing, but I'm pretty sure that they are just friends and that yeah. I think that the internet really wants it to be. Yeah. Because someone that is in that much in the public eye, there's no way that they would be able to hide it. Or, or I feel like it's too juicy for it to be hidden. And well, and, and she has the reputation of, you know, specifically writing songs about different people and and that secret Thing is a very fun thing to speculate over. Of course. It's also beautiful. I just want her to be happy. I just want everybody to be happy. And you know what? If they're happy together, I think that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Molly, do you, how do you feel? I'm also in the, I want to believe, I actually think that this makes Taylor Swift much more interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> not that I don't think that I she's very I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but I, I get think it. This, is, this is like a very fun, but yeah, there's all these like, girl best friend relationships that I think are very interesting but I have not had relationships just quite like that so maybe it was just that but the breakup thing yeah I don't know I think I'm gonna say I believe it wow All right. Right. there you go well, there, there it is bit of a deep dive this week I know we're like way crazy late uh, for when we would normally finish with the celebrity we're having fun we're it's having okay fun. In fact, well, I'll shorten up the list and we'll get back to it because this one, I don't I don't really know how, if I believe all the things on this list. But guys, yes, it is time for the list. Oh! oh who's, who's on, on the, list? the list? It's Biggie. Jackie, gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. Weird ways entertainment spilled over into reality. So this one starts off, there's a bunch of items on this list, and some of them really did intrigue me. This makes a lot of sense. Harry Potter revived the British boarding school industry. It says the number of students in boarding schools fell every year from 1987 to the mid-2000s when Harry Potter got mega popular. The, quote, Harry Potter effect was so strong, top boarding schools had to build new housing to satisfy demand. I, I will definitely say that it is the idea of boarding school has always allured me. I have been, I've always been broke. I was, we, we, I can't imagine ever being in a situation where we, I would have been sent to a boarding school. And the idea of it, of course, when you're horny and young, of course, seems like heaven on earth. Right. But now as an adult, I look at it, I'm like, that's, a nightmare. I think I always saw it as saw it as some kind of weird prison for children. I guess it was always the threat was military school, right? Back in the day. So mm. but I could totally see that as a kid being very different about my approach to the concept of boarding school because of Harry Potter if I'd read it at the time. Oh yeah, I would have yeah. loved it. I didn't I did not read Harry Potter as a kid, but I would have totally loved the idea of like it's like prison and or college like you get to stay in dorms you get to make out with people you get to have friends in your room at night you know it's so intriguing honestly as someone that was I think that as I was getting older at that time period I was so brutally made fun of in school that in my brain I was like but no one would be able to protect me like that I wouldn't be that I would be stuck there and that what if no one believed me and it was a lot of those Issues, and that was yeah. That's just my psychological trauma. If you, if you went to sleepaway camp and you didn't do well, though, like I did not do well at sleepaway camp. Like I was like, yeah, no, I can't do boarding school. They would kill me and eat me. I can't even imagine. But this is kind of fun. Did you know that the quote "your toast" that the usage of the word "toast" 
was introduced to the world by Bill Murray's character in the movie Ghostbusters. I had no idea. Uh, that, I hope that it's, I, of course, I didn't look into the list. I hope that that's real. But it does, I think that's so fun, is that that is such a huge part of our lexicon that, that it came from a movie for the first time being used as such. Hmm. Yeah. I, I huh. did, did a two-parter on Ghostbusters. I did not recover this artifact of knowledge, but I believe it. I think it's kind of fun, but also this one, again, also makes sense. That Lucky Strikes cigarettes experienced a huge sales boom because of Mad Men. Of course. That when the show first aired, <laughs> right? The company sold 23 billion packs a year. By 2013, that number had jumped to 33 billion, and experts attribute the boom to the show. It is, I mean, I know now that, like, you know, we you can't have cigarette magazine ads anymore that cigarette ads and the the publicity of being for cigarettes doesn't exist too often anymore but i'm gonna throw it out there there are sometimes when i'm watching a movie that still makes cigarette smoking look cool and it it is it was put into us very young that if you smoke cigarettes that you are cool and i get it even and though Mad Lucky Strikes throwing it out there is a trash brand of cigarettes, but <laughs> I get it. Mad Men was the... I made it through college not smoking cigarettes because my brother was like, you should do every substance you want, but not cigarettes. And I'm very proud of you. Yeah, and, and, and I followed his advice. And so, I and mind you, it wasn't until the 2010s that Mad Men, that I was watching Mad Men, had made it well through the danger zone of becoming... A uh, young cigarette smoker and was watching it, and I was like, "Ooh, that does look sexy. Ooh, it's hard. They it. make it look real good. They're bastards. Ooh, and the vape never looks as good." Uh, this is a fun one. Mars refused to grant permission for Steven Spielberg to use M and M's in E.T., so Elliot instead uses a trail of Reese's Pieces to lure E.T. Better. But after the movie's release, Reese's Pieces received a huge boost in popularity. Hershey Foods overtook Mars as the largest company in the chocolate candy market. And Mars scrambled to release a number of peanut butter flavored products. I think, especially like between this show and pop history, I think it's so fun to see that kind of stuff when, when people are like, Man, I really should have jumped on that game, huh? <laughs> oh, I guess I really should have given it a shot, shouldn't right. I? Reese's Pieces are better than M&M's. Sorry, not sorry. Whoa, I get it. I'm here for you. But then that's, oh my God. Oh, oh, the little Reese's Pieces cups. It's got the little Reese's Pieces inside of the Reese's cup. <laughs> oh my God, with the crunch. And this one, this will be the last one I do off our list. This one goes out to you, Molly. Lisa Simpson Hell yeah. made young girls crazy for saxophones. I love when the Simpsons <laughs> started airing, lots of preteen girls started playing the sax because Lisa played it. Band directors even had to turn away new saxophonists or they'd have an all-sax band. In the 90s, Simpsons creator Matt Groening, I'm sorry, Groening? How do you say it? I always I think forget. It's graining, yeah. Graining. In the 90s, Simpsons creator Matt Graining would regularly get photos of girls with their saxophones in his fan mail. What a wonderful thing to inspire so for young girls. Love it. I think, I think that is such a beautiful, honestly, I, I don't, I try not to usually include her, but my niece is starting to learn how to skateboard right now. 
and she really wants she's 14 she wants to learn how to skateboard i i'm so like her my sister's really supportive of it we're both very supportive of it she's getting very into the world of skateboarding and i was like girl get it i was like i it's the same way at her age i wanted to be a drummer so badly and of course my mom was like fuck no 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 i'm not dealing with you and a set of drums in the house which i guess i understand but the, the, the same thing though with saxophones Ugh. it honestly i think it's just sexy if anybody plays um what are they molly i said woodwind earlier but i know that trumpets and saxophones are not woodwinds no a saxophone is a woodwind but a trumpet is not a trumpet yes! is brass <laughs> it's a brass that's a brass <laughs> one <laughs> oh, is it just because of the pe- mouthpiece or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a mouth- the little, reed, right? Yeah, yeah. A reed, yeah. Oh, I never knew how to play a, a reed. reed. Yeah, yes, yeah, same, same. But either way, uh, I have to say, guys, I, I uh, can no longer see, and I th- I'm pretty sure that I am going. Blind! Items! We oh, we can't, can't see them! And I'm not lying about it. Absolutely not. And I have two for you. I actually, I'm glad that I ended up uh, cutting the third one because it was pretty weak sauce. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are still definitely hanging out a lot. And they have now like exchanged key codes and stuff to each other's (gasps) houses. And they're just like definitely hanging out a lot and like maybe reuniting. um, And that's, that was the third one. So it wasn't that. I just wanted to revisit it either way. Here's revisiting another thing we've actually already talked about today. (laughs) The A-list manager might as well give up being a butt kissing hypocrite. The talk show host is going to quit. There will be no show for him to send his talent roster. The singer who will move up the list with her show hates the manager. Wait, so Scooter Braun. That was Ellen's. Yes. Oh. And yes. <laughs> Ellen and Scooter Braun. 100%. Okay. Wait, Scooter Braun is her manager as well? No, but he, I'm about to get into his tweet where he is the one. Of course it's Sco- Scooter Braun. He's the one person going like, She's cool, man. She's nice. And all this stuff, right? He, but either way... Um, he's the manager of the person who might replace her? No, he's... He, the person who might replace her doesn't fucking like him. And ah. the person who might replace her is a lady who is a singer, musician, who has a show. Is it Kelly Clarkson? Yes. Oh, fun. Fucking love it. I love Kelly Clarkson. I love, I love, I love Kelly Clarkson. I'd love for her to take over. You I, make yeah, you stronger. She's great. Stand a little taller. So Braun recently tweeted out, people love to take shots. They love to see people fall. How quickly so many forget. How easy it is to stay quiet when it doesn't affect them. And he spelled affect E-F-F-E-C-T, which is the wrong grammar. The Ellen Show is a kind, thoughtful, courageous human being who stands for what is right and highlights on her show The Best of Us. She has helped change the viewers for equality, Needed to say this as I know firsthand how she helps so many when we are watching and when we are not. She isn't about what is popular. She's about what is right. Sending love to Ellen today. And then on Insta, he wrote, she doesn't do what is popular. She does what is right. Her story shows us that. Her history provides a better world. Today, I'm sending love out to her. I know firsthand how much she helps others, both when we are all watching and when we are not. At the Ellen Show, thank you for all you do and keep your head held high. Can I just say that whenever anyone says something, something, something for equality, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> they're, like, they're a good fighter for equality. They, they have no equality? idea what the fuck they're talking about. Can I about. just say, and I, 
I don't I don't know. All right, I don't want to offend a, a person who named their kid Scooter, but like, <laughs> you know, Scooter. That's where we're going. Either way, all right. I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it too long, but how about we get to the yeah, next? Yeah, but he's slide. a great Muppet. I'm throwing that out there. I <laughs> love Scooter. Muppet. The best Scooter great is Muppet. Absolutely, Scooter the Muppet for sure. You're actually great changing Muppet. my mind about it. I forgot about the Scooter Muppet. Great Muppet. Actually, the now only I'm, Scooter. Now I think you should name your kid Scooter. <laughs> over the past, over the past few weeks, people are taking a much closer look at the past of this momager. Specifically, the time several decades ago when she was trying to push herself up the Hollywood ladder and dipped a toe or more into the occult. She even peddled objects on national television showing she was willing to do whatever it took to move up the list. Momager. Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner, oh. the ultimate momager. Who is also on the short list to take over Ellen. What? Pardon? No way. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. I mean, give me Kelly Clarkson. She's not likable enough. Wow. Yeah. Just, I just don't, I don't understand why people like Chris Jenner and James Corden are on a list to take over Ellen. Yeah. It is just, I, I, I don't understand. Crazy. I don't understand. You're not an executive, what, what do you Jackie. You just don't get it. You're, You're not right. a suit and I'm, in and an I'm not famous, and maybe that's why. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't get it. Who wants to watch that? At least I understand that James Corden has a lot of appeal because he does fun karaoke in the car. So if like if you're a casual consumer of television, you're like that guy's fun. But what Ellen has is like that she's like so appealing to everyone. That's like the thing she has to offer. And I feel like Chris Jenner does not have that. It's like stepping into Oprah's shoes. This is huge. Yes, right, right. This is not just a television show. Right. This right. it is so much bigger than that. You can't just choose and also Again, James Corden, who is notoriously not good to the people that work for him, that is not a very nice person, and also just a fucking straight white pud. I'm just yeah. gonna fucking say who it. Who sold Wicks of Wisdom candles? That's right, Chris Jenner, the mother of the famous Kardashian Jenner sisters. Before the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reality show was an infomercial queen, Jenner was selling, quote, magic candles that can, quote, enhance your spirituality and, quote, dramatically improve your life. The video, which leaked on Reddit and YouTube a few years ago, was recorded in the 19... I'm going to guess 90s, even though I wrote 1900s. I think I, I mistyped that. <laughs> Ooh, the 1900s. Judging by, the, by Jenner's outfit and the quality of the recording, the candle collection called Wicks of Wisdom was created by Dr. Linda Salvin, a woman who became a psychic after surviving a plane crash in 1981. These candles supposedly can help, quote, overcome the most incredible situations. According to the infomercial, one set helps with money problems. The other attracts love. The third enhances happiness, and the last set improves health. In the video, neither Salvin nor Jenner explains exactly how the candles can make all these things possible. What could be learned from the infomercial is that one set costs $100, which was quite expensive during that time. The video also includes testimonials from satisfied Wick of Wisdom customers. When I checked the bank, it showed money, one of them said. Another woman praised that the uh, candles helped get her a job, and the other found love guys I mean, they lit a candle and they got love i'm not gonna be against i do believe in the idea of rituals but i don't know if that just means that you should be the head of the <laughs> huge corporation uh, it's i love the idea of i oh i looked at my bank account 
And I found mommy <laughs> in my bank account. It was just sitting there. Which is because I lit a candle. Not a part of 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 the ritualistic belief system. It's it, that is not it, it's not magic in that way, but I'm not gonna again, I'm not gonna go down that road right now. But I do not think that she should be trusted. And also to take over something that is that is something as much as I know that Ellen, it seems, is not a very good person or very nice to work for, she did build something big. And why disrespect what she has built by giving it to someone that doesn't deserve it? That's the thing. Because Jenner right? doesn't like, deserve it. Yeah, James like, Corden doesn't deserve it. Right. Like, like I again, like it can be true that Ellen is like has has made horrific choices and has treated people horribly but there's a reason why she is like more interesting she's more interesting than a lot of talk show hosts right like she is like i've always thought that like i know that a lot of people don't like the whole kid talent thing and there's a good reason for that but jackie you're one of them Ugh. but I feel like when she talks to kids, she doesn't talk down to them. Like, she's actually, like, re mutually respectful when she talks to kids. That's something I appreciate, right? I appreciate that she, you know, she's whatever. She's innocuous and fun. Like, but she's talented at what she does. She can be totally shitty, but still, like, good at what she does. And I feel like Kris Jenner nor James Corden brings anything even remotely to the table in terms of being interesting, in terms of doing something kind of compelling, something different, even something totally like bland but interesting, like what the Ellen show has become, like bland but fine. Like neither of them even have like anything mildly that. interesting. They don't have that. They don't even have that. Oh, good lord. But although I kind of am interested in these magic candles. I'll get some magic candles. Well, either way, I can absolutely see I again. And I think oh, that welcome is... back, Holden. Congratulations. Yeah. You should go to a disability day for children. Yeah. I'll yeah. That. Really Tape his children. legs together. Now he understands. Oh, my God. Wheels is so fucking hot. Y'all look up the BK Kids Club. Wheels is hot, so is Jaws, so is, what is it, Kid Vid? I don't know, the one with the things trapped in his face, I'm into <laughs> it. Um, but I'm, I'm so happy you can see again, Holden, and welcome back, but also welcome to our goodbye. Of I had a fun one today week. with this one. I had a great fun. time with you guys. Thank you so much. Hell yeah, you're welcome. You know what? I think it's what we all needed. I think we all needed to have a little bit of a smile. I love you guys. Uh, my name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. I also want y'all to know that it begins, it begins. I'm starting Twilight. I'm starting the audiobook for yeah, the yeah, Page yeah. 7 Patreon. I um, I already, I was recording it earlier today. I, I, the little, I don't know anything about Twilight. Never seen it, never read it. To the point that I didn't realize that Stephanie Meyer is Mormon. And I was like, why is the book, why is all these Bible things in the beginning of the book? <laughs> um, oh, I know God. So it's kind of fun to go on this journey, though. I'm throwing that out there. I didn't know that either. But either way, uh, you can check that out. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Check me out. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. 6 p.m. ET Friday night. Jackie and I put on one hell of a show. We get drunk. And that's all I got to say about that. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Molly? 
You guys should know now that every time I drink a White Claw, Gideon goes, oh, no, White Claw. Which is a Japanese thing. But uh, my name is Molly Neffel, and I am MJKLCat on Insta. We love you guys so much. We'll be back next week. Mm, bye. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5.